It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Nalema kulila misozi Nikayanga na banja latu Kupadu atinabatu wa mushe Koma lelo lipasulika Nikale tinakalapo okonwela Lelo eka Titikumbukila kweta chokela Amai kubutika mutima Koma zoti tazisoa Nimaona misozi masomwake Okay, Nathan, if you are talking, you've been talking to yourself. And here, not even one way. Okay. <laughs> it's very funny. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know that this mic was on mute. Well, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, whichever part of the world that you are listening to us. Uh, welcome to Zambia Block Talk Radio. Uh, one of the things that uh, we contend with, our wrestle with as diaspora residents, is where to invest your for property and the real estate, where you are living, in Canada, Europe, Australia, or the U.S., or back home in Zambia. That's our subject today, uh, diaspora mortgage financing for the diaspora, and we'll be talking to Cynthia Mila, who is the head of banking and mortgage sales at Zambia National Building Society. We do thank you for joining us. Uh, my name is Nathan Inkama, and I'm hosting you from Dallas, Texas. Um, Roger, good morning. Good morning, Nathan. Uh, it is 8.03 here in the prairies. We are ready mm-hmm. for the show. Excellent, excellent. Um, our guest, Alan, please just check on her. I can see that her line keeps dropping. Maybe she can call That's you, then you can do a three-way and connect her. At times it does that. Uh, at times it, okay. uh, the system does. Yeah, just check in with her. She she has called in like three, four times, and the line has dropped. At uh, times, Zambia Block Talk, uh, the Block Talk radio system does that. So we're talking okay. mortgage financing today, and uh, uh, we'll be talking Especially to... Especially if she's using uh, 096 number, ask her uh-huh. to use 097. 097 is much better. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Ja, please just get with her, and uh, let's see, so that we don't lose any time here, because this is a, a very crucial discussion, and we need okay. to see the competitiveness of how the, 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 the position of whether to invest home or to invest in Zambia. Um, I'm sure Noah is ready for that discussion. Hi, Noah. May, how was your Thanksgiving? Oh, Thanksgiving okay, was good. I'm still, I'm still yeah, fixing on my taking. Yeah, she yeah. is. All right, our guest is in. Let's try. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, I don't know what's going on there. Miss... Miss Cynthia, can you hear me? The number is ringing. Okay. 
Alan, I think just do a three-way call with her. That would be the the simplest. That that would be the simplest way to do this. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, sorry, um, Noah, you were explaining something. Can I know. Just say, I'm uh-huh. good, good. Uh, still have some leftovers from Thursday, otherwise we're okay <laughs> in Indiana. Okay, yeah, there seems to, that number keeps ringing, there seems to be. Yeah, those leftovers created a problem with me to yesterday when I dipped into them. <laughs> That's what happens. Dr. Pat, happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, Waikalini. Hey, I'm going Waikalini. What are you doing? <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> and I hope yeah. and I hope our Zambia um, Blog Talk Radio family has had a wonderful Thanksgiving as well. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, we we all did. We we had a good Thanksgiving. Under, under the circumstances, Doctor Pat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and under the circumstances, yeah, it's true. Yeah, you know, one of the things uh, uh, right. as we wait for our guests Roger. to call in, we get. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, yes, yes. I suggest that um, if Roger, because you know a lot more of the different ways, uh, if you could call her, and then she's okay. See if she's, she's got the time, she's calling now. Yeah. Okay, we'll do that. Okay. Yeah, at times this uh, switchboard number for our system, it does give, uh, it, it does prove a challenge to our colleagues calling in from outside the U.S., uh, but it's one of those things that happens. Um, so we'll be speaking uh, mortgage uh, financing for the diaspora uh, to invest home or to invest here. So that's, 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 what, that's our topic today. And uh, what we shall try to do is um, um, okay. Uh, Nathan, what we shall try to do, Nathan? Uh, yes, Nathan. I have an additional and addendum to your your statement: that invest home or invest here. My addendum to that would be invest here to invest home or invest home to invest here. So we can oh, piggyback. Wow. We don't have to do one or the other. We can do both. Both. Yeah. yeah. yeah I like that. I, I, I've connected that to my line. Okay. All right. Thank you. That's good. Okay, everybody, Thank we you. are speaking about mortgage financing for the diaspora, and we shall use Dr. Patrick's uh, acronym that he has created. Joining us from Lusaka is uh, Cynthia Mwila. She's the head of banking and mortgage sales at Zambia National Building Society. So we are talking about uh, uh, mortgage financing for the diaspora. Uh, Cynthia, good afternoon, and thank you for joining us. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me. Excellent. We are greatly honored to have you with us. Um, One of the challenges, like I was saying in my opening remarks for people living in the diaspora, of course, you are aware of this yourself. Uh, You're you're part of your stories that you lived in the diaspora yourself for a long time, is whether to invest there or where they are living. Uh, The first question I will ask you is this, what type of plans does Zambia National Building Society have for the people living in the diaspora? If I call your company or I walk into your office right now and I say, I understand you guys are offering plans for the diaspora, how would you respond to that? Okay, um, it's a very good um, start to the conversation. But if you don't mind, uh, if I'm able, if you allow me just a second to give a bit of context to my experience, um, and then I can answer. Would that be okay? Yes, that's fine. Okay, let's Um, go there. Mm -hmm. I, I, um, okay. (laughs) 
I, I lived in the UK. Um, to be honest, largely I grew up in the UK. So I would say that I lived there for at least 30 years of my life. Um, and then I made a decision to come back home about 10 years ago. Mm. And, um, you know, as a banker and as a professional, I'm able to share my experience and I'm able to give advice. But when I sort of do these, um, when I participate in these forums, I'm doing it from two perspectives. Firstly, I'm representing my institution, um, Zambia National Building Society, ZNBS, mm-hmm. because we do have a diaspora solution. Um, but also, I, I always take a minute to just speak from my experience, because I think if mm. people can appreciate uh, where you're coming from, they can see that it's possible. And I think that's the first step. I lived in England for many years, and I never invested. And even as I do my presentations, and last week we were on the UK forum, um, Zambia Together, um, mm. one of the things I tried to put across is some of the reasons why I never invested not feeling it's possible, not having access to financing, and also not appreciating the opportunities of where you'd invest and why. So um, as we come to what the building society is able to offer um, people out there in the diaspora, I think one of the things I'd say is the first thing is um, Zambia National Building Society was established. The core mandate of the institution is to provide affordable housing for Zambians. And in our offering, we're talking about Zambians, whether at home or abroad. So we are quite unique in the market in that we were established for this sole purpose. And secondly, mm. we are the only provider in the market to offer an, um, a proposition for the diaspora. So if you came to us today and you wanted to talk about the mortgage, what, would be, what we would be telling you is we will offer you one of the mortgages that we offer Zambians. The difference here is how easy you can access that mortgage. Um, okay. Because currently, it's a little bit of a challenge when you're earning outside of Zambia to come and get a facility in country. And I'm sure it's the same. If I came to the States and I wanted the facility, but my earnings were in Zambia, it would be a little bit of a challenge. But we've gone out of a way to make that possible. And there are some simple things that we do to, um, for example, appreciate the income of the person who's outside and how their earnings are structured. And then we work it out with you. So the first thing we'd be able to do is talk to you about um, options. And we'd ask Mm. you, are you looking to buy or are you looking to build? Because depending on which direction you want to go in, uh, that will drive the type of mortgage that we're able to offer you. So the first thing is appreciating what your options are. And then the second thing is to assessing affordability. And affordability is based on, obviously, your income, um, whether it's your salary. um, But we also appreciate that people have different types of income and that some people will already have rental properties, for example. Again, Mm -hmm. it's quite unique because we do take into consideration your rental income in our calculation. And, and then really, we look at your income and we'll be able to lend you up to 60% of that. Uh, that's what we call the debt service ratio. I'm sure it's similar in the States. And so that we leave 40% to you for your day-to-day um, living. So we'll do an income assessment and we'll work out, based on your earnings, how much can you afford to borrow. And then we'll tell you to say, look, um, from what you've told us, we will lend you, we can lend you up to 1 million kwacha, for example. Um, And one of the things we've done recently is we've removed the limit in terms of how much you can borrow. So if you can afford to borrow 5 million kwacha, we can lend you up to 5 million kwacha, depending on the value of the property. So I don't know if I need to pause here and maybe you want some clarification. So just to summarize, we would... Um, ask you what type of mortgage do you want, and that would drive okay. which direction um, in terms of questions we need to ask you. We will look at your income and assess you. And one of the things that does come up is about credit referencing. We yes. have a credit reference bureau in Zambia, and we okay. will use that. Some people from the mm. diaspora have worked and lived in Zambia. Um, but we'll also ask you for your credit uh, reference uh, reports from the U.S. as well. You mentioned, you said uh, so, uh, the, the, the company. 
Yeah, yeah. The component of what type of mortgage? What type of when you say what type of mortgage? What are you referencing? What, what does that mean? Okay, um, good question. Um, if you want to buy, mm -hmm. you would ultimately be looking at what we call an outright purchase. So uh, the way it works is we will be able to lend you up to typically up to 75% of the market value of that property. So, okay. And then we would look, we would be asking for a property that is on title. Um, because for mortgage financing in Zambia, um, that property or piece of land needs to be on title. Uh, we have solutions where you have property or land that's not on title, and I'll come to that a bit later. But okay. um, So those are some of the things we typically be looking at. We can also consider occupancy license. Uh, the reason why this question is significant is if you're looking at property in Zambia, approximately only 6% of land is on title. If you're looking to buy and you know you want mortgage financing, make sure that it is on title or that you're able to start applying for that process. Um, mm. The second one, construction mortgages. Do you want to build? 90% um, of properties in Zambia are, owned, um, are primarily owned through what we call self-build. So you can build incrementally. You set your budget. You've got land and you want to take your time Pick, your, 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 um, pick what your materials are, and you build according to your budget. So for that, we have what we call a construction mortgage. And for a construction mortgage, you will typically have what we call a stage drawdown process. So you'll come to us, and we will ask for certain information, um, like um, your plans, um, your bill of quantities, schedule of works, so that we can understand how much you need and over what period of time. So okay. we will then, okay. based on the documentation you provide us, we will give you, for example, 50% and ask you to get up to a particular level. When you get up to that point, you come and assess, and if everything is on track, you can then draw down the next tranche of the funds. So it's just important to understand which direction do you want to go in? Are you looking to buy or build? Because the solution is a little bit different. And okay. one thing I will say is that um, ZNBS, we are unique in the market in that we can finance your construction from foundation level. Most other financiers will insist that you probably have to get to Windows level, for example. Oh, okay. But for us, mm. we try to find the earliest opportunity. So as long as you can put in the foundation yourself, and that's just the first stage, we will finance the rest of the, the property for you. Mm -hmm. I hope that clarifies. It does. Um, le le there's a certain phrase I heard you use or mention here. Uh, correct me if I heard this right. It did you use something like occupancy license? Is that the phrase? Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's really uh, another, it's like another form of um, home ownership. It's another part of documents that you can, that we do recognize, like a title. Okay. So we recognize, I mean, there's, in Zambia, you get various different um, types of, shall I say, documents relating to home ownership. But only, mm -hmm. usually, um, will things like title be, Recognize on occasions you might get, for example, we used to consider land records as ownership, but we no longer okay. do that. So um, it's just one of the options, either a title or occupancy license. Yeah. Mm. Uh, one of the challenges, and I'm sure you, I don't know how you have dealt with this situation. Zambia, uh, there's this situation of where you have more than one person holding title to a property. Have you ever encountered that situation and how did you get around it? Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a good question and I'll answer probably more from experience than um, from the building society perspective. Um, what I will say is it's important, um, I think, especially when you're living outside, that you try yes. not to cut 
corners in the sense that you remove that opportunity for professional advice. Um, particularly as when you're not on the ground, you may not be privy to certain things. So you will find, for example, in some situations that perhaps someone has sold property to someone and then um, illegally sold again, for example, you can, that's part of the process in terms of um, home ownership, right? And going through the mortgage process. It's one of the benefits because there's a legal part to that process. And before we're able to um, go and provide you the funds, we, we do land searches. So we do check um, the ownership okay. quite early on in the process. So we will come. On occasion, we've come across some anomalies. Some are legitimate and they can be explained. Maybe there was um, some transfer in the family, for example, and mm-hmm. it didn't conclude. So we will identify um, any anomalies as part of our process, and we will tell you if there's an issue. So if, for example, you think that that property was owned by someone else who sold you the property, and we actually find a different name, we will come to you and just let you know, and then you have the opportunity to, to look into that further. But I would always encourage is that you do your due diligence, especially if you're out there in the diaspora. So you will mm. either have a family member who's trusted, who can run around for you, and there are simple ways and means for you to just make sure. But I think the most, um, the most, um, the one that gives you a bit more comfort is just the land searches, and that is something you do when you've agreed with the with the seller that you're going to proceed you then have the option to just check or ask for okay. the documentation and then you can send someone to check at Ministry of Land, uh, check the ownership of that um, property. So always do your, de- your due diligence. That would be my advice. Before I allow my colleagues to come in here and ask the questions that they have, um, would you recommend, and let's put a disclaimer here in Norway is Zambia National Building Society or Ms. Muira herself uh, trying to give business to uh, some what you call it a real estate agent would you recommend using professional real estate agents to handle some of these things as you begin this process Um, it's a really good question. I will, first, let me take a step back. I will be saying to you, anyone in the diaspora, as much as possible, use professional services. And the reason I say that is that you will be covered if something happens. Because remember, you're not there on a day-to-day basis. I'll give no. you an example. In construction, there is um, a point at which you get your bill of quantity. It's something you can do yourself. You can go to your neighbor and say, okay, you built this house. What did you use? Okay, let me do my own spreadsheet. You can do that. Nine times out of ten, it works out fine. But if you get a quantity to there to do it, mm-hmm. if something goes wrong, you are covered because they're usually um, covered under a professional body. And you've got the National um, Construction uh, Council Construction, and there's obligations there. So I would encourage you as well, use professionals because you have recourse if something goes wrong. In the same way, um, there are a lot of real estate um, businesses in Zambia, and you have a lot of credible ones. I, I wouldn't necessarily say you have to go for the big names. Obviously, they're established, and they have a track record, and that helps. You also find some smaller players, but they're registered, and that's what you need to check, that they're proper um, real estate agents. And the, the hot spots to probably pick out is when you are, for example, if you, there's a development and they say, look, you can pay us over four years and you can pay us uh, incrementally, you can pay so much. There's a lot of that in Zambia, which is fantastic. It gives you an opportunity to own land, even if you don't have the lump sum. Just yeah. do your due diligence. Who is behind that developer? And make sure that it's a, a proper institution so that your money is not going into a fraud scheme, for example. But one thing that we do from the building society is we have a lot of strategic partners, and we try as much as possible to leverage on those for our clients. I'll give you an example. 
partnered with national housing authorities in the past. We've done a lot of work with NAPSA, actually. Um, we finance their properties, so they are partners. So as part of you coming to us, and if you're not really sure, we can put you in contact with our partners. Uh, we have a real estate agent called Horizon Properties. We've done a lot of work with them. And they have uh, properties and land from lower income, middle income, to the top end. And there are a number of other developers that we partner with. And, you know, our diaspora proposition is quite new. It's evolving, and there's still things we want to do. We are okay. just um, going to roll out our enhanced website um, not too long from now. And one of the things we'd like to do is integrate so that you can go on the website and maybe click on an icon that will take you to a couple of our strategic partners, see what properties they have available. So those are some of the initiatives we're trying to sort of roll out. But as of now, we do have partners that we work with. I hope that answers your question. Yes, I think that is sufficient. And some of these things, like you've mentioned, I mean, when people listen to this podcast, uh, the recording of this, they should be able to follow through. You've mentioned some partnerships, some companies, and uh, things like that. We are talking to Ms. Cynthia Mila. She's the head of banking and mortgage sales at Zambia National Building, Finance, Building Society. The topic today is mortgage financing for the diaspora. For my colleagues who have called in, if you have a question, do press 1 on your keypad. This is Zambia Block Talk Radio, Saturday, November 28, 2020. Let's go to Canada. Roger, go ahead. Yes, uh, Ms. Cynthia, welcome to Zambia Block Talk Radio. My name is Roger, connected you to the line. Thank you so much. Yeah, um, let me begin with, you mentioned untitled, untitled land. Um, you said you'll come back to, uh, to, to, to that one. How do, how do you work with the people with untitled land? Okay, thank you. Another good question. Um, there's two things we do. Um, firstly, if you're looking for a mortgage, like I mentioned, it has to be entitled. And it may be that you still are quite early in the process. And the right. process, depending, can take long. But we can connect you. So we, we do have strategic partners, and we are able, we do work with some uh, law firms, for example, where they're able to help you through that process and expedite. But if that's not uh, an option, um, and, for example, maybe you've bought traditional land, so there's uh-huh. no title there. We have a solution, and it's called the Building Material Loan. And it's an unsecured facility, so it's not a mortgage, um, but it's a five-year facility, and you can borrow up to 400,000 kwacha. And all you need to do is show us um, evidence of uh, um, ownership. So you're not looking for a title. Even a letter of sale of that piece of land can do. And the thing about that is it enables you to buy the land if you haven't bought it or to start, to get to a point where you start and then you can start pushing, um, obviously, for title. So that's one of the solutions. It's obvi- it obviously, it's got some limitations in that it is um, 400,000 kwacha. That's the maximum. Yeah. But uh, in Zambia, depending on where you're buying, it might just be that you've already started the project yourself and you just need a little push to help you complete it. So that is the main solution, and I think it's been working quite well for a number of um, people. Uh-huh. But, um, the advantage of a mortgage is that you can take it out over a longer period of time, and it's a lot, it is more affordable, um, yeah. both because of the rate and also the period over which you can borrow. Uh, the next one is um, on the type of uh, property, uh, Ms. Cynthia. Um, they, are, they, they could be, okay, for instance, uh, I'm in a group here in the diaspora, Zambia, uh, business, uh, Zambia Diaspora Business Group. We've bought, we've bought a piece of land in uh, New Kasama, and we will need to develop it. So this is a commercial property rather than my personal uh, are you considering people, people like, uh, like us, such a group? Okay, so um, it's an interesting one. I think maybe I would say um, we are focused mainly on residential okay. finance. All right. Um, because that is what we were established to do. So we don't do commercial. Um, 
we do recognize that some of our clients have multiple properties that they look at for investment properties. So would you treat that as commercial? Probably not. Um, it's residential, but you've got multiple occupancy. So we, that we can look at, but yeah. commercial, um, no. It's not within our mandate. Okay, last question. Um, and the big one here, Miss Cynthia, it's a big one <laughs> in the sense that Zambia and uh, us here in the diaspora, we are exposed to very low interest rates. And Zambia, you talk about all different numbers. Um, not necessarily a question, but a comment I think I would give you to consider. One of the things uh, when we were doing a plan like this with another company, it never worked, the company went out of business, is that we get these loans as members of the diaspora in dollars, and we keep servicing you in dollars. In return, you give us low interest, because that doesn't make sense for me, Mrs. Cynthia, I've got a house here at 3% and then you are going to charge me 20, 24%. When I'm not exposing you to the same kind of risk to the person who is in Zambia, you know, as long as you have my account, you can go in my account every month and take your money. That's what we do here in Canada. There's nothing like me paying you. You go in my account, you take your, you take your money. Uh, I'm not exposing you. So it will not make any business sense for me to get a loan and pay a 24%. When, when, when I, I, I present very low risk, if you know what I mean, after even you look at the credit and stuff. So to, to cushion your, uh, your, uh, your, your risk, especially with a, with a fading quarter, we could, give, we could say give us on, on, on dollar terms. That way you, you lose nothing. Is she still on? Oh, maybe she dropped. Hello, Miss Cynthia. Okay. Let me try and call again. Okay. Hello? Okay, everybody. Hello? Did, I'm finished. I'm finished. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Hi, I can I can hear you. Are you, the, are you able to hear me? Yes, I'm, I'm done. Do you hear my comment on the interest rate? Yes. Um, yeah. Yes. I, 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 a very interesting argument. But I want to answer it in three parts because you've raised three different concerns almost mixed within one question. <laughs> one, you're talking about um, <laughs> the credit risk or, or the risk of default by the individual. And so what, if I hear you correctly, you're saying, look, you're, you're, you're earning in dollars and therefore um, you are lower risk to a large extent and um, the pricing should reflect accordingly. So that's one. And then two, just maybe on the, the market, the interest rates, so why would you even invest in Zambia when you're looking at, and by the way, the average mortgage rate in Zambia is 29%, the average. Uh, we are at the lower end at 24%. So why would 24. you even want to invest or buy property and get financing in Zambia? So I think um, those are some of the, uh, the, um, the, the questions you've raised. So I think um, on the issue of um, being lower risk, I think certainly you're, you're earning in hard currency. So your earnings will always be probably higher than a comparative, um, someone in a comparative, in the same sort of profession, but earning uh, similar, but in kwacha. Mm. However, actually, um, from a financing perspective, you living in the diaspora, you actually have a higher risk. And the reason is not because of what you earn, but the reason is that in the event of default, you're not in the country, for example. There are also um, risks of um, when you're remitting, because the remittance happens from you, so you'll be sending money into Zambia. So um, we're not in a position where we can sort of engage you almost in a face-to-face, and if there's a challenge with repayment or repossession issues, for example. So actually, you'll find that most mortgage financiers will stay away from the diaspora 
um, in terms mm-hmm. of lending. We are the only player. And why we also may not understand the markets out of Zambia as well. So your your for example, if we're looking for a payslip, so we're looking at your reference, your credit reference report. It's not the same as the ones in Zambia. <laughs> no. So there is that element of risk. So I would argue to say, look, for us to invest and be in this space, it's actually a little bit of a higher risk for us. It's a market that perhaps we have less understanding of, and then we have that added disadvantage of you not being within, um, within reach, so to speak. But that said, we see the opportunity for us to also help Zambians own um, properties, and that is why we've also worked with the Ministry of Foreign Affairs to see how we can resolve some of these issues. On the issue of um, interest rates, as I mentioned, the average interest rate in Zambia is 29%. We are at the lower end. Um, What I wanted to just give was a tiny bit of context. Um, Interest rates in terms of pricing for mortgages is largely driven by your cost of funds. And one of the challenges that we have in Zambia is that cost of funds is quite high. So financiers have to borrow the money. I agree agree with that. And usually, we will lend, we will borrow that money, and we will use, we'll go to the money market, and the rate at which we will borrow will be based on short-term lending. So we will borrow at the one-year T-bill rate. And the last time I looked, that was on average 24.5%. And that is before we add a margin, so profitability, factor in any risk we are taking on. So you can then start to understand how the cost of lending yeah. is quite high in Zambia. That mm. said, we're trying to work and partner with um, the, the government and other institutions to see how, what role can we play also to try and look for solutions to reduce that high cost of borrowing um, or lending rather. So those are some of the things. But I really would like to come on to the fact that I think it's a very, a very valid point. Why would you borrow at 24% or 29% when you're paying 3% in the U.S. And what, one thing I did, and I'd love the opportunity to do uh, with more time and maybe next time on another presentation, I actually did a computation um, for the U.K. diaspora. I took um, the rate of 27.8 kwacha to a pound, and I looked at, for example, and we can do this in dollars as well, what would 1,000 pounds look like in kwacha? What mm-hmm. does $1,000 look like in Kwacha? That could be about, um, and then looked at, so that could be around uh, 20, if, if it was dollar, maybe it's around 21000 for example. And, and then you go and look at the repayment. So if you were able to repay, if you were able to afford $1,000 or $500, for example, as part of the repayment, what value of mortgage would that get you? So when we did that computation in um, sterling, we noted that a thousand pounds is about twenty-seven thousand eight hundred um, kwacha a month, and that would then um, give you uh, a, a mortgage loan of one point two six million kwacha. When we looked at it over a period of ten years, and the market value of that property would typically be around one point seven. So there's ways we can compute that. So you then go to the market and say, if you could buy a property for 1.7 million kwacha, where would, you, where would you buy in Zambia currently at this stage? You would be looking at middle-income areas, up-and-coming areas that are likely to appreciate in the next few years. Um, so you'd be looking at Foxdale. I don't know if you know the Foxdale area. I, I, know, I know Foxdale. It's just an extension of Roma. Mm-hmm. Yes, and mm-hmm. coming up, there's a lot of development. There's now a shop right in the area. And by the way, in Zambia, because it's a developing market, property values tend to appreciate over time based on also what is going on in, in that environment. So roads are being done up. So there's that whole um, the government project for roads. So when your road is done up, your property prices go up. When shop right comes into the area within a certain radius in the catchment area, property prices appreciate. Whereas if you look at developed markets, probably you don't see that much development that just comes in and affects um, property prices. So you've got an opportunity 
So if you look at your $1,000, it can get you in quite a good area, a property in a good area. But conversely, if you then convert that 1.6 million quarter back into dollars, where would you be able to buy a property of a similar value in the state? So for me, my argument, and I'd like the opportunity at another time to maybe demonstrate that with some figures, would be that you need to look at the value that you're getting for your dollar, not focus on your interest rate. Otherwise, you'd be like me who lived in England for 30 years. I had a good job. I never invested. And when I came back, I regretted it. So look at your $100,000, $50,000. Can $50,000 get you a house in the States? I don't know. I haven't lived there. And if it can, in what area? Then compare mm. that $50,000 converted to quacha, where will it get your property? And all of a sudden, your thinking starts to change. And your decision should move from focusing on the interest rate to how. How can I do this? And um, one of the... That's a powerful presentation. To the UK mm. diaspora. If you thank you, was that the only impossible journey is the one you never begin. And that is the real issue that stops people from owning property. Because we never begin. Because we fixated on the 29% and not on the $1,000 per month in Quacha can get me a property of X. And in terms mm. of property... There is what we call opportunity cost in Zambia because it, it, property does appreciate. Even in these COVID times, we're finding certain areas are holding value. And you see, the cost of procrastination, that's what I call cost of procrastination, is huge. You can make a decision today and say, look, I'm looking at this area. Believe me, in two years' time, you may not afford that area. Such is the development. It's quite rapid. And... When I do the presentation, I always use myself as an example. I came back to Zambia in 2010. I looked at Foxdale area. It was a new area. I was scared out of my head. I said, this is bush. And it just looked like there were a few scatterings of, um, you know, buildings. And I thought, I can't live here. I'll be murdered. But I didn't understand the area. I only knew Roma, Kablonga. But those areas, there's so many other new areas coming up. Mm. And then maybe... Eight years later, I buy in the same in the same area, not even the same area, the same development area that I was too scared to invest in because I didn't understand it and I didn't see the potential. And I buy at 60% higher than I did then. And I think for me that's a real powerful thing. Sometimes our fear stops us. Yeah. And you have access to experts. So if you can go to a real estate person who understands the market, they will tell you, look, um, look at an area like Chikwema. It's new. It's beyond, um, you know, it's, it's like the new Nukasama, basically, because now we can't afford Nukasama. It's very, very expensive. But Chikwema is an up-and-coming area where a lot of people are investing and actually it's already started to appreciate in cost. So you also sometimes need to consult the experts and ask them where the where are the areas that are up and coming? I can afford today, but in five years' time, they will realize their full potential yeah. in terms of value and give me mm. the returns. Mm. So Cynthia, not to, I, not to I, cut I you short. Sorry. That question. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. I, I, I think you've explained very powerful, like Nathan said. Uh, Zander Block Talk Radio, we've made friends over the last 11 years we've been on air, meaning um, ourselves, Zander Block Talk Radio, and um, the network uh, we've developed over time. Um, our best offer will probably, you need to consider it is um, be in either partnership with, with you. If we went in partnership with you and help sell these loans, can we, can we make some money? Or you just want this to be done in Zambia? Because um, in my view, this is the best uh, I think we can do. After COVID, we can begin having, we are here in diaspora. We can begin having uh, seminars, reaching out to people. Mm -hmm. There is a, a, a big product here. Where, so my question to you is, um, is this something you could consider? Uh, our radio are partnering with you, partnering with you uh, number one, to sell, to sell these uh, mortgages 
And of course, we are in America, so here we have to make money. We make money, you make, you make money. Um, that agreeable, I think, as we go on, we'll be discussing. Later, answer that yeah. behind the scenes. Yeah. Let, let oh, me, okay. let, let's take one more question. Okay. Let's take another no. question from. <laughs> Let's take a question from Titus in Minnesota and uh, probably Alan as well. And then there's one final question I want to ask about, okay, now I'm in the process of I'm approved and now we begin to move. We go beyond the application process. We'll try to end with that. Titus, please go ahead with your question. Uh, Good morning. Good afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon, uh, madam. My question, my question sounds on around the same as what Roger was trying to say, but mine will be twisted in the format that you asked the question: Why would somebody get a loan at twenty-seven percent instead of or twenty-eight instead of three percent here in the U.S. Based on trying to partner partner with uh, with your guys, if we raised something like twenty. Thirty thousand, fifty thousand dollars. Is there any partnership we can do where we give you that money and you loan it out because there's secured areas that you've already secured yourself? And then if you loan it out to people, even including us, then we are making about twenty-four percent interest on the money that we give out on a loan basis, which you handle. Let's say we give you a hundred thousand dollars. You distribute it to people, Zambians, everybody, people in the diaspora. Yeah, that's a good question. It's at 27%. And then after five years, again, instead of me investing in a house or anything that you're giving me leeway to do, I'll be somebody in the diaspora who would have helped you put $100,000 there. You circulate it. After five years of getting 24% interest rate, I would have still come Ahead, and if I had property, then I can use that money to do my property. Is there anything around that area that you can expand okay. that we can do on a partnership basis? And I'm bringing back to Zambia Block Talk Radio to reorganize this money and give it to mm. you. Okay. Okay, now it's a good question. Um, <laughs> and I think what I no, what I will say is um, one thing about working for an institution like ZNBS um, is that it's an institution that has the experience and the expertise in the market that is also mm. evolving and is very dynamic and is not um, too inflexible about certain things. So we are willing to innovate and look at different ways of um, achieving the end goal. So it's and I can say that consequently because we've had some dialogues with some other groups. We're still looking at it. Um, when it comes to sort of taking on money and seeing how you can lend it out at a lower rate, for example, to um, the end users, you know, those are real discussions. And those are real things that we're looking at currently. So I know I'm not really answering your question directly, but what I'm saying is we look at the, prop, the, the proposition and we look at the what's on the table and how can we work on it. So I, I can't commit uh, at this stage, but what I will say is we are open to um, new ideas. And we have partnered with some organizations in Zambia. Maybe it's a little bit different, but we, mm. we, we've partnered with some organizations in Zambia where we have an MOU. And they've come to us and said, look, this 24%, it, it, it's really good in the market, in the context of the market, but it doesn't work for our people. So they've come to the table and said, look, we're going to give you X. We want you to take this money, place it, keep it with you, but you can lend it to our people at a lower rate. So we've been able to mm-hmm. have certain conversations. Um, but obviously, there's, you know, it's a little bit more complex than that. But what I'm saying is, if there's something that can be discussed and we can think through it, we are open yeah. to new ideas and see how it can work. Yeah, I think that's a conversation. I hope I've answered for, question. <laughs> yeah, I think that's yeah. a conversation for behind the scenes. We can pick it up from there. Alan, please ask your question. We're running out yeah. of yeah. time here. And I think, Roger, we can arrange for a, what you call it, a Zoom presentation for Miss Cynthia to do on Facebook and all those kinds of things. We can work on that. Um, Alan, go ahead. Yeah. 
Um, well, I will take you back to um, uh, when you said that, you know, you have a credit bureau um, in Zambia and then also qualification for the, law, for the loans of the mortgage is also based off of uh, credit. Now, as a community leader here, I know that there are people who may not have that. Uh, for instance, I may be able to show the income that I can pay $500, $1,000, $300 for a mortgage, but my credit is either just not there because I've not entered into the formal uh, system or for whatever reason, I do not have credit or my credit is bad. You know, we go through stuff and your credit is ruined. You're in the process of um, improving it. So, but I can prove my income and it can be verified. Is there, are you able to work with those situations? Okay, so I'll answer it again in two parts. I think, look, my understanding of the UK market, because I worked in the banking sector there, I'll give that example, mm-hmm. is when uh, no credit is bad credit. So you haven't done anything wrong, <laughs> but because you don't have a history, you, you, you're considered to be bad credit. I don't yeah. think those rules really apply in Zambia, right? So just because you didn't borrow doesn't mean you're bad <laughs> you've got bad credit. So that is the first clarification I want to give. So if you don't, you've never borrowed, you don't borrow for whatever reason, we're not going to say, oh, we can't lend to this person. What we look at is make sure that the income is consistent. Um, we, we look at um, the individual and its ability, et cetera. Coming to um, maybe on the other side, bad credit. It happens, you're right. Um, look, we, have, we are an institution, and we also are in the business of managing risk. In as much as we want to lend and empower Zambians, we still wouldn't be here 50 years later if we lent to everybody regardless of how creditworthy you were. But what mm. I will say is it depends. We will look at it. We look at your reference, your credit report. Remember, there's the Zambia one, so you may not have borrowed in Zambia. We won't hold that against you. And then there's the one in the U.S. And where there are question marks, we will come and ask you. And you may need to provide more information to satisfy mm-hmm. us that actually you're not someone who is in the history of jumping from institution to institution and leaving a bad debt. Um, mm. So, you know, everybody has a path and there are reasons. We may have to come, and it really, time is a factor. That's the other thing. It really depends what we're looking at. It could have been 10 years ago. It could have been five years ago. So I would say each situation is different. And just to avoid yourself the pain of going back and forth, I would say if you know that, my advice to the listeners is upfront your, your um, I, don't want, I don't know what to call it, but upfront your issue. If you know there's a question mark that will come up, because we will ask for that documentation, it will come. So help us to also not waste your time and go through this process for weeks only to come back to and say, look, we can't. So I would say have a discussion with us. Give us the circumstances. Mm-hmm. We may say, can you go back to that institution and give us this information? We are like any other financial institution, but at mm-hmm. least we will dialogue with you. Mm-hmm. I hope that has answered that question. Uh, in, in, let me let's finish with this question, Miss Cynthia. We, we will continue this conversation. We'll definitely bring you back. We need to arrange for a Zoom online uh, presentation so that uh, we can ask more questions. Obviously, the process has begun. Uh, you found that I'm credit worthy. I need to have an account with you. How does that happen? I'm living here. I'm not able to make the trip just to come and sign on some papers to open an account. How will that work? Okay, um, very another good question. Um, so to start with, um, before we get to the account, we're assuming it's linked to the mortgage. So to start with, we will assess you um, in terms of um, eligibility eligibility for that mortgage, how much you can borrow. And we will uh-huh. do it by asking to email you our documentation, your documentation, so that at least we can come back and say, you know what, great, um, Alan, you qualify for 2 million kwacha. This is what you can do. 
So at that stage, we are conversing on email. And it's the same with account opening. We'll email you and say these are the requirements. Remember, for us to have a diaspora proposition, we understand that your income will not come into Zambia. Your salary does not come into Zambia. We're not asking you to change pay points. We know that that's not possible, right? So we already have that appreciation. So we're asking you for information on email, and we will email you the forms. At yes. some point, we do need originals, and we can have, um, for example, we can ask you to have them certified by a notary uh, public, etc. So they will need to be certified documents. Those we can mm. receive, but we'll need for those to be couriered to Zambia for us to go beyond the certain, um, so that we can establish the authenticity of those documents, especially when it comes to, to property. That we need to do. So it, the process would not be too different. What is different okay. is that, look, we will then open an account for you, whether a savings account. For you to have a mortgage, you have to have an account alongside it that services that mortgage. So yes. we open that account for you, and then you will remit funds every month to that account, and we collect from that account. Um, so if your salary does not come in, we, because especially, yes, the question was raised earlier, you're earning dollars. Mm-hmm. And yes, there is some kind of fluctuation in the currency as we've seen in recent times. The good news is you're earning hard currency, so you're always going to be ahead. Always. So, mm-hmm. But we will have to factor in that uh, element to allow for the, the rates, for example. And you remit. By the way, we are also exploring a couple of other things to make it a lot more flexible. So we're exploring the possibility of us opening an account in um, some of the bigger markets, like the States, so that you can remit direct there, and then it's a ZNBS account, for example, with Citibank. I'm just giving that example. I'm not so much yes. for discussion. We're exploring those kind of things to see how can we improve this. So okay. as a community, if you have suggestions, please do share because we, like I said, it's a new proposition, so we're continually looking to see how can we make it more convenient. We are also looking to partner with an MNO that has a, a proposition that helps people in the diaspora remit through um, mobile banking services. So those are two things we're looking at that will help okay. the proposition we uh, will evolve. Very, very recently... And please, I'm not even saying it's done. It's just a conversation. Um, We are mandated at this point in time to only deal in uh, Zambian culture. But it was an opportunity for us to look at offering a U.S. dollar-denominated mortgage. And if it's something we're allowed to do, it's something I think we'll be open to in the future. So, um, and and I say this because we... I'm not saying it's, it's, a, it's today. There are lots of things we have to follow, due process, et cetera, and it's an idea at the moment. But it's something that is a real possibility. And that's Excellent. what we're able to do because we are dynamic enough to mm. understand that you being out there means that you have certain things that will differentiate you from someone who is in Zambia who wants a mortgage. I hope mm. I've answered that question. Yes, you have. Our time is up. If somebody wants to begin a conversation with you about this process, give us your contact information. Okay. Um, so would you want me to to read it out, or can I send it in? And can... Yeah, let them get in touch with Nathan. I, we have your number, but you can put your uh, yes. email address in the group. We can yeah. share with the people. I think that would be... Yeah, we, sh- we shall do that. Okay, we shall great. definitely. I think yeah. that would be a good, good way to Excellent. Yeah. Miss Cynthia, thank you so much. Yes, thank you for that. We thank look you. forward to a continued conversation on this. We shall work on a Zoom uh, meeting so that you do that presentation. No, thank you very much. I, I hope you can see how passionate I am about yes. this. From a professional point of view, definitely, but also from a personal point of view. If I can stop someone making the same mistake I did and not doing anything at all, then I would be very happy. So thank you very much. 
Excellent. We look forward to having you again. Everybody, that was uh, Cynthia Mila, Mortgage Financing for the Diaspora. She's Head of Banking and Mortgage at Zambia Bidding Society. Let's go back in for Open Forum. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.